All right, beautiful humans. Welcome back to another episode of Naked Sunday. I am your host, Caleb Nelson. Today, this is a tribute to my wife. It should be airing on what is my anniversary. Was it May 15th? And fittingly, I get to talk about my, my better half, my beloved one, Lexi Nelson, Alexandra Nelson. I'm probably the only one who calls her Alexandra, except when maybe her mother or father's get annoyed with her. You know, that kind of classic, <laughs> say your full name when you're in trouble kind of thing. But today's episode, I am in, I'm titling, just in case you forget, I love you. So I'm gonna share a very brief story about my wife and what hopefully you can take away from this is something that I've learned in developing my relationship with her and how it's transpired into other parts of my life. Dare I even say what I'm doing right now in my work and one of the central themes of how I even decide to help people, how I even go about this whole thing. And uh, she is who I have to thank for really allowing me the space to feel safe enough to be myself, to be real. Because I will say, more than anything, my wife gets the rough draft <laughs> of everything. <laughs> Somebody asked. <laughs> Not too long ago, whenever this airs, hey, Lexi, do you, do you listen to the podcast? She goes, no, I get the damn thing on repeat all day long. I have it constantly playing. Of course, I had a nice little laugh out that. But let me start here. So when my wife and I met, there were zero expectations. I was in a very strange place in my life. I was going through a business fallout. I started to go broke. Uh, she also met me tail end of another relationship. Things were just starting to go sour in my life. And now I was just meeting her. And things were going. I was also coming off of steroids. So I was like losing my body, stressed out, losing money. The throes of an, a, a failing business partnership, moving in with my clients realistically on the surface all trimmings of external success as a dude in his mid-20s uh you know with the ego to go with it i was all just getting just absolutely crushed i was single at this point now and i don't know we, there was no expectations of this becoming a, a something serious and I was so as I look back I was like, maybe I was just so tired and exhausted from trying to put on a front of trying to be something that ultimately when I look back and I didn't really care about I wasn't really me I was trying to live up to some other idea of what success happiness and fulfillment or what other people have framed as winning trying to prove other people wrong. I was trying to be right. I was trying to be the guy. I was trying to be the man. 
and here I was, all those monuments, if you will, the titles and all that stuff starting to fade, but like fail, so going by the wayside. And then comes this young, beautiful woman into my life. Very little, ex zero expectation. I don't expect it to be anything. We were just friends first, whatever. And we started hanging out. And a few months later, she unexpectedly met my mother at some uh, gathering that the family I was living with, they always had like a Columbus Day kind of event. And my mother, for whatever reason, came up to visit. And my mother pulled me aside. She goes, you know, don't you, don't you hurt her. Don't you break her heart. She was worried. She was worried that I was, I was going to break her heart. And as I look back, what's really funny, especially as I look at a lot of things as mirrors in my life nowadays, it was the other way around. For the previous couple of years, I'd really made myself very emotionally unavailable um, through any most of my relationships through that time that we're passing was just not there after a couple breakups, whatever, just kind of like shut off. And here I was building like a friendship, like a meaningful relationship with this, this person, this woman. I was being me, just was how I was. So putting on a front, I said what I cared about. I was communicating what mattered to me. One of our first arguments was around. I was like, hey, by the way, if you don't communicate, this is not going to turn into anything. Like that's a deal breaker for me. And to her credit, she stepped up, started communicating. So when my mother said that, like, I'm not going to hurt her, whatever. I, I wouldn't do that. I don't know. That's not my intention, obviously not. But what I really deep down is like, maybe she might, she could hurt me. Something people should know about me is like, once I give my heart, like once I'm in on something, I've talked to my wife about this too, and she knows it. She's also had to caution me before I go in on stuff because she's like, I know when you're in, you're all in. You don't just give a part of you, you give all of you. She's not wrong. And that effect, she does the same thing. She becomes very deeply invested and watch it with her, with her teaching. I mean, those kids that she, she works with, unreal. It's unreal how much time, effort, energy, how much she loves those kids, how much she loves what she does, the passion, the drive, and the consideration, the depth that she goes to. Perhaps it's what we're mirroring. But when she said that, I started to go, I don't think I realized it, the depths of it, but as I look back, like, whoa, like, I'm starting to feel vulnerable. Like, I care. I care more than I'm letting on. Can she hurt me? I'm scared. And I, truth be told, I hadn't really been scared in a while. I didn't let myself get in a place where I could be that way. I also hadn't been truly just myself like that. And I remember like, I, I told her I loved her first and she's like, yeah, I knew you wanted to say it. I wasn't going to say it first, though. 
and I'm really glad she didn't because what it's taught me and what she's challenged me as a man and as a, as a partner and as a husband now is to, is to lean into that vulnerability. I crave authenticity. I crave vulnerability. It's my strange obsession. Go figure, naked Sunday. It's as vulnerable as it can get figuratively and literally. But under that platform, under that, that guys, that, that, that's how our relationship started. It was just me, at least the best of what I knew of myself at that moment. It was real. These were the things I believed in. I was holding on by a thread by just this belief, that this thing I was trying to build, the direction I was trying to take a business, the thing I was trying to inspire, whatever it was, like that's what I was holding on to. Like that's where I'm going. And she bought into that. That scared the hell out of me. Ironically enough, in a previous relationship, uh, last uh, what maybe a year and a half on the first date, I, I openly addressed like the nerves I had. And I was like, you know what? I'm always nervous right before something great happens. And lo and behold, here it was. this what is my wife she's five foot two maybe five foot three i don't even know seven years six and a half years seven years my junior you know cute as a button this little this has this person who you know she wouldn't hurt a fly granted i wouldn't test her she's she's feisty the albanians they they got a little fire and she terrified me Because the irony is the things that I'd really been looking for, she was checking all the boxes, the real stuff, not the surface stuff. Oh, she had that too. The stuff that I said I always wanted, the things that matter, the, the connection, the depth, the, the willingness to be in the uncomfortable space, to value deeper things, to challenge yourself, to, to be willing to struggle for things that were of deeper substance to do what's right in the face of what is hard. There she was. And what I didn't realize was like, wow, I'm scared because like, if I let this in, what if I lost it? What if that was taken away? Would I feel lonely? Would I feel lonely again? I knew how that felt. I haven't let on too much about this, but like for much of my life, in many places of my life, I feel very much like an outsider. I don't always feel like I kind of fit in. I kind of feel like I can get close enough. I can kind of line up some things, but I always still feel like just a bit of an arm's distance away. Yeah, I, ironically, I, I didn't know how to communicate. I mean, I can't shut my mouth nowadays, but like <laughs> my wife usually rolls her eyes at it, but there was a point in my life where I really didn't know how to talk to people at all. It wasn't very literal, like school and sports. I couldn't, you know, more or less functionally, you dare say I couldn't even talk to women. I was, nope. And this is all like practice and I know what it feels like. 
I didn't know how to share like who I am, what I believe in. And again, dealt with plenty of rejection. I've dealt with plenty of blowups. I've dealt with plenty of isolation in strange places. That being said, you know, I also count my blessings. I've had people that do love me. I've had a family that they love me. I've had food in my belly, a roof over my head. I've had many beautiful opportunities to, to see the world in different ways and opportunities to, to, to pursue my passions in, in ways that many haven't. So I've had a lot of great things to be very grateful for, but the, that's something in my life that's been a great struggle, how to, to be myself, how to be real, how to just, like, who am I? And here, as I was practicing being the realest version of myself, here she was. And I didn't want to lose that. And one of the conversations of late with her is this, this conversation around self-sabotage. Like, and what I see with a lot of people nowadays, is they, they finally are about to get everything they want and they just burn the ships. They push people away subconsciously or consciously. They burn it to the ground before they really get past that, that place where people can really affect them for fear of like, well, maybe it, like once I get that success, like it could be gone. Well, yes, it could, it could be gone anyway. But in our house, we have that, the, the what's it? I can't remember the, the, the author, but it's better to be loved, to have loved and lost than better never have loved at all. If you never know what it feels like, how can you repeat it? How can you share it? How can you give it? How can you multiply it? Got to go into that space. And what I've come to learn through this vehicle, that is the relationship with my wife, is that the more I continue to be challenged and internally challenge myself to be more vulnerable, to let out more of myself, to face my insecurities. The more I find that I, that they're, they're not as scary as they once were. There's a lot of other people who are maybe going through something similar or have struggled with that or needed to hear that. I find that there's more trust. I find there's more stability. I feel more grounded internally. I find that I welcome more love and peace and enjoyment into my life. I find more collaboration. I find more acceptance with others. I find a deeper relationship with my wife. Externally, what do I see? I see more like applying myself in a work that I enjoy more. I find myself valuing myself more. I find myself engaging in activities that inspire me and fill my cup and, and are, is, is enjoyed with people that share similar values. I attract more of the things that I wanted and loved into my life, seemingly out of nowhere. And what I'm coming to realize is that, of course, how could it, like, how could I have gotten all those things before if other people didn't know where I was coming from? I wasn't communicating. How can you expect somebody to know what you want? or will know what you care about, or know what you need help with, if you don't tell them, they cannot read your mind. 
and I, I'm viewing vulnerability not as just a gift to yourself, but a really beautiful gift to other people because it also gives them permission to help you. It gives them a, a means to engage. Does it mean some people are going to let you down? Sure. Does it mean that things are always going to be hunky-dorsh? No. There's going to be conflict. There's going to be frustration. Sometimes what you just start to realize is like when you're vulnerable and people run, it's their own insecurity. They don't know how to handle it. But it also might just be the first time they've been confronted with that. And it's a mirror for them to say like, I'm kind of scared of confronting my own stuff. Might be too intense. Who knows? But it also shows them it's possible. It might be the first dose that they get. And maybe they have to then see it in somebody else and somebody else and be like, oh, this is, this is okay. Sometimes we need more examples than just the first time, and that's okay. But that might be one repetition in your journey. Obviously, a lot. I'm wearing my hoodie from this is what it all started with with my wife, purebred athletics. You don't <laughs> you don't start off day one squatting three hundred pounds. You you start by first learning how to crawl how to roll over onto your stomach and you learn how to stand up you learn how to walk you learn how to squat down and then stand back up squat down stand back. and you learn how to like lift something up and do that and over time over the repetitions and over the failures you learn something new and when you learn enough new things and you give enough repetitions you have enough time under that tension well then you squat for 300 pounds but we forget all those other pieces along the way. We forget that that's pretty exceptional. Hell, 200 pounds, 100 pounds. It's exceptional compared to where you started, crawling around on the ground. And we celebrated those things. But we celebrate the little times we practice. Practice being vulnerable, the repetitions of being vulnerable, of learning something new, of being willing to be wrong. About, about being willing to let people in. And sometimes it, sometimes it's going to hurt more than others. Some days you're sore, some days you're not. So using fitness examples because it's seemingly prudent at the time. That's what I hope I leave you with today. Is that my journey into vulnerability and sharing this space has allowed me a love that I hope everybody can find. I have 100% trust in her. As far as I know, she has 100% trust in me. I know she's doing her best with what she's got. I know she trusts that I'm doing the best with what I got. I know when the chips are down, I feel confident we're going to come together as opposed to run. But it only came from testing that threshold and repeating that act of love, just showing up in that uncomfortable space. We didn't always know how to deal with it. We keep learning. We've had plenty of fights. We kind of, we've messed up. We've had to say, I'm sorry. And both of us hate saying, I'm sorry. We don't like saying we're wrong. Well, we, we practice it. We've gotten softer with our tone. We've 
We've allowed more love into our life. We've practiced seeing the world from each other's vantage point. We're not all the way there. We're not perfect, but it gives us something to work towards. So my hope in all that I've learned and hope in this reflection for you, the listener, is that you can start giving yourself permission to practice being vulnerable, to start where you're at. Even just a little small space. More often than not, it starts with asking a question. Because asking a question to me is a great sign of confidence. It says, I don't know. And when you're okay with saying, I don't know, all of a sudden opportunities open up in front of you because now you can find who does know. If you're wondering what's going on in somebody else's head, guess what? They're the one who knows. You have to ask them, how can I support you? How can I help you? How can I support, serve you? How can we build a better relationship together? What do you want to know in return? I hope I don't sound crazy. Most problems come from a lack of communication. Comes down to that. There's a disconnect. There's a misalignment. Probably not going to get it perfect the first time. It's okay. But start there. Start with a question you feel comfortable asking. Then start with a question that feels a little less comfortable. And then go from there. Whether it's the immediate person in your life or just the relationship with yourself. Until you start asking yourself the bigger questions, you're never going to sit in the space long enough to discover the answers. That'll let the other noise die down. You got to practice letting the other distractions like settling and letting that other noise dissipate so you can listen to what is true, what is honest. It takes practice. That's okay. So I'm going to close this one out. Again, on my anniversary, to my far better half, my beloved wife, Lexi. Thank you for holding the space, even when you didn't know you were being it. Thank you for providing the mirror for Mitch. I can see myself, the best version of myself, as well for letting me see the things that I needed to work on and giving me permission to work on it with you. Thank you for allowing me to grow with you as a human being, as a man, and building a life together. Thank you for being somebody who makes me feel safe when the tides are a little rough. Because what I'm starting to appreciate more and more in this life is, is that we just shared the time together. We're going to pass the time, but to pass it with somebody else. To not be alone on the journey. It just makes it that much better. And to have a partner who continually chooses me 
to be that person to go through this walk through life. I'm eternally grateful. So this will be out there for eternity now. If you ever need a reminder, just in case you forget, I love you and I always will. And to those who are listening, until next time, my friends, I remind you to love every body.